1: Seven footers crew, what is going on? We are still in the nitty gritty of the NBA playoffs and it's getting chippy out here, Gerard.
0: (laughs) It is. It is conference finals time, right? (laughs) I mean, it's the final four. You get down to this stage. You know, we we always celebrate the champions, Jenna, and rightfully so, but I say this all the time and it's important that we do this. Like celebrate the final four. Like it is extremely hard to win in this league. Very, very difficult. The vast majority of players will never play in a conference finals, much less in NBA finals. Okay, so the teams that make it here, you got to give them their props.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys in their career that they're not even going to taste this energy and this adrenaline of this far in the postseason. So let alone, I mean, getting to the postseason, like, I mean, where are (laughs) the Orlando
0: Magic? (laughs) Magic catching all the strays. Magic right, right. Games. Hey, <laughs>
1: we had to talk about them at some point. So, but let's talk about what's going on right now in the association because honestly, if I was an extreme better, which I'm not, I would have taken the Bucks and the Suns in these last semifinals. So it's just crazy out here, in my opinion. I mean, we got a good matchup here, a uh 2020 East Finals matchup in the heat. And um, the Celtics going at it, but let's talk about that series before that and talk about Boston and Milwaukee because Milwaukee was just kind of lost in this, in this last game here and shots weren't going down for Giannis. I mean, although he did have a double, double, I mean, 20 boards insane, Mm
0: -hmm, but mm
1: -hmm. talk to me about what went wrong with the bucks aside from the fact that they didn't have Chris Middleton.
0: I mean, that's a big part of it, right? They went up against the best defense that they've faced uh, thus far, and look, the Celtics are incredible defensively, and they have more offensive versatility. Right for this for the for the Bucks, if Giannis wasn't doing everything, where were they getting offense from? Drew Holiday wasn't really it. Pat Connaughton played 32 minutes in Game Seven, scored three points. I mean, it, you can't have. Guys that occupy that many minutes not contribute that enough on offense, right? Giannis cannot do it alone, and you saw the value of Chris Middleton uh being missed in this postseason, right? He is their second best player, so when they need to get into offense in isolation, Layton, he's someone they could use to say, "Okay, get us a bucket," right? Giannis is the only one that can do that. Drew Holiday and eh, kind of so-so. That's not really his full game, right? So I think you saw that, and you know, defensively, you saw. Mike Budenholzer's strategy, which, you know, a lot of people are lambasting him for this idea of packing the paint and letting Grant Williams shoot wide open threes. And it's like, look, if they did something else, they probably would have lost. But in a game seven, you got to be like, bud, look, man, I get this is your strategy. I know this is what you want to do, but it's game seven. So if you lose, you go home. There is no game eight to like, all right, let's try something different. Right. So you see that Grant Williams all of a sudden is hitting shots. At some point, you got to be like, OK, our season's on the line here. Let's try to do something a little bit different, and see if they could steal us something, see if we can throw them off rhythm for a little bit, get ourselves back into this game. But ultimately, without Middleton, Jenna, I don't think it would have mattered. I just think that the Celtics were the superior team. Um, you know, again, when you're losing your when you're down your second best player, it's gonna be hard to overcome when you're playing a team like Boston, which is the best defense in the NBA.
1: Damn. I mean, like, I want to be a fly on the wall and see what Ime Udoka is doing here or what he has cooked up for them because their defense is just incredible. I mean, it's it's one of the best defenses I've seen, you know, watching the game in a minute. I mean, again, not comparing to, you know, all, you know, the past. But, I mean, that team, plus we always talk about this too, the Celtics, their height, their length. I mean... They're massive on the perimeter, especially with that uh, duo in Tatum and Brown. So, I mean, hey, no match for them. Plus, Grant Williams, breakout star of this series. I mean, he had a career high, like 27 points in the last game. So, he's been really helping them. Robert Williams becoming available here and there. So, I mean, they've lucked out too. But they are going to go into this uh, heat series with a little bit of injury, a little bit of protocol mix in there. Talk to me about you know yeah. present day here.
0: Yeah. So this is this is interesting. Um, we we just got got word right before as we're recording this now, Al Horford is in health and safety protocols uh, for the Boston Celtics, and that's huge. Now Robert Williams is available, so they're gonna need him because uh, you know uh, it. it, it <laughs> not having Al is gonna be big, and you know Al's not there because he's anti-vax, which you know I mean my guy. Like you're trying to win a title here. We ain't got no time for this bullshit. Like get yourself together man could you imagine if they go down oh two because the corporate's out and what uh shams is reporting or woes is reporting excuse me is that the celtics are preparing for the fact that he may not be available for the first two games they go down oh two i mean it's like what do we i mean this is again we just talked about in the opening jenna how difficult it is to win this league ain't no guarantees y'all coming back here next year like, it, Heck th- no. this may be your best opportunity. What are you doing? We talk about this all the time, right? To win, you have to be very good and you need luck. So why are you going to include, add things to the equation that's going to ruin your luck, right? Like, this is something you actively chose to do that could potentially derail your team's chances.
1: Like, uh, that's 100%. Just, that's, just I mean, dumb. You, that's just dumb. You could have said it better. I mean... Al Horford, especially, well, first of all, some would argue, I'm I'm not, I'm just saying some would argue, you need Al Horford to save your, your series, but hey, again, not my words, not my words, I'm just here speaking for the people who can't speak on the camera, so anyway, besides the point, but I mean, again, you nailed it on the head there, um, the league is only getting better and it's going to be better next year. Mm-hmm. So again, you don't know if you're going to be back here. I mean, you're lucky that you're here right now. No offense, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. and Al Horford, I mean, no offense. You're not getting any younger. So yeah, no,
0: yeah. Your time
1: is now. I mean, yeah. I would mean, go get the double jab. Like immediately.
0: <laughs> every, every, I mean, that's the thing, but
1: Larry's on the line. Damn it. Your,
0: your best chance is always the present when you're here because you, you know, not to be cliche, but tomorrow isn't promised. We have no idea what next, but it's true, though. We have, I know, but
1: just the way you said it,
0: it me. <laughs> we have no idea what's going to happen next <clears throat> season. Zero. This, the way they're playing right now, they have a legitimate chance. The Celtics, according to 538, are the odds on favorite to win the whole thing. Oh, man, why are we jeopardizing that? Okay, so you got that going on on, on the Heat side. Kyle Lowry, um, is still out, but Gabe, uh, uh, Gabe Vincent, Max Drew, still they're available to play PJ Tucker. Look, mm-hmm. Jenna, we talked about this in our in our gambling segment. This is going to be the rock fight of all rock fights. Like we're talking like 90s style, all you, all you old heads. I mean, and whatever, like I'm an old head too, who love those 90s, 78 to 70 final scores. Like this may be the series for you. Like I, I just, you know. It, it it might get to that grinding halt because these two teams can play elite level defense. And, you know, I, I just, I think ultimately the Celtics have a little bit more in terms of, you know, we talk about apex predator wings, right. And that's like kind of what you need in this league to succeed. Your Giannis's, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum's Lucas, like right. These, these big like super tall, strong guys who could score at all three levels. Well, the Celtics have two of those in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The Heat only have one in Jimmy Butler. And again, I just think that this will be a level of defense that the Heat have not seen, because let's be real, 76ers weren't playing that kind of defense. Neither were the Atlanta Hawks. Now, that could be all good for Miami because coming into this series, they may be the the, the least beat up on physically, right? Because Mm -hmm. they didn't have to grind against the Milwaukee Bucks in, in, in seven games. But be that as it may, they're going to have to ramp up and ratchet up their defensive intensity. Because the last series the Celtics played against the Bucs, those two teams played NBA Finals level defense. The Heat are going to have to raise their intensity.
1: 100%. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. And uh, Marcus Smart, he's out. Correct.
0: Yes. Uh yes, that that just came down as well. Smart sprained ankle. Uh, I believe. Oh, so he, yeah, no. it's the dreaded yeah. ankle.
1: I hate it's, a postseason ankle.
0: Yeah. It just yeah. never goes away. Yeah. Or oh, right, right mid foot sprain is technically being called. Oh. So yeah. So so look, no Horford, no smart. I mean, I already told you in the betting show, take the heat tonight. That's looking pretty good right now. Because now, you know, again, they still have Tatum and Brown, but Horford and smart are so integral, not just what what they do defensively, but both of them offensively. Cause smart is a third player who can create offense and Al Horford. We know what he can do knocking down three shooting 50% from deep uh, in the postseason.
1: I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a dogfight for sure. Again, we always say this, too. You don't want to go up against the Heat in the postseason.
0: No. and, and That on energy? Heat, no. And on the Heat side, Jenna, you know, why I liked uh, why I liked the Heat also is because of that four-game rest they had, right? They just defeated the 76ers last Thursday, so they had a little bit more time to rest. Coach Spo had a little bit more time to scheme up and figure out, okay, how are we going to best attack this Boston Celtics defense? Um, and again, now without Smart and Horford, That's at least for one game, possibly two for Horford. You know, this could, again, what did I I just say? I say, you have to be very good and you need luck. Well, look what's happening now for the Heat. Some things are luckily breaking in their favor. Like people don't understand because it goes against like how our brains work. We're just like, no, this team's just better. And it's like, yes, everyone now is in this round is good. All four teams left are very good. It's going to matter about how the luck breaks for which teams, Right. And starting out this series, the luck is breaking in Miami's favor.
1: But why is it that we, not we,
0: (laughs) we (laughs) as in, you know, the 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 collective we, yes. The collective we
1: (laughs) just don't believe in the heat? Why is it that we put the heat down immediately for some reason? It's like, it's like we just don't know. We don't want to be sold on the heat for some reason. I don't get it. I mean, Big face coffee is on the private
0: chat. <laughs> well, first off, shout out to Jimmy Butler. If we were doing a playoff all NBA team, right? So the five best players in the thus far throughout the playoffs, it would be Giannis, Luca, Jimmy Butler, and Luca. Uh, I see Luca and Jason Tatum. Those would be yeah. four of the five best guys. And I guess you put Steph Curry as number five. Um, Jimmy Butler has been that good. He has been excellent this postseason. And you know what Draymond Green always talks about? You got 82 game players and you got 16 game players, right? Jimmy Butler is clearly a 16 game player, right? Mm-hmm. He can raise and amp up his level when the situation matters the most. Uh, he doesn't get nervous, doesn't get tight. Now, that doesn't mean he's perfect and not going to make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes in, in, in games. But he has a knack about him that the stage isn't too big, the lights aren't too bright nothing's going to phase him or shake him in these moments now what the average fan probably doesn't see with Miami is well they they kind of maybe you've heard of Jimmy Butler but they don't really know anybody else on that team right it's like yeah I don't know these other guys whereas if you look at the Boston Celtics oh I've heard of Jason Tatum Jill, and Jalen Brown look at the Warriors oh I know about Steph and Draymond and Clay, right if you're mm-hmm. about the, the, the Mavericks oh I know that Luka Doncic guy right like it's There isn't, they don't have a bunch of the household names, although Bam Adebayo is excellent, an excellent, excellent player. Um, Tyler Hero, Max Truescape, Vincent, but these are, those guys aren't really household names, but in this series, they could turn into that. Now, the deep basketball nerds like us who watch a lot, why some of us probably aren't sold on the heat, Jenna, is because we're worried about their offense and execution, right? Like in a game where points are going to be hard to come by, besides Jimmy who's going to get me a bucket when i need it. Okay, Tyler Hero. All right, but you know, i could stick Marcus Smart on him, right? I could stick Tatum or Brown on him. It's going to be tough, right? I just who else in on Miami is going to be doing things, right? It's going to be able to get us buckets and find different <laughs> ways to score. Again, i just feel like Boston has more offensive diversity. Now, if the Heat take dust off Duncan Robinson from the shelf, well, you know what that means. While he's an excellent shooter, He's a liability yeah. defensively and the Celtics will hunt him out, right? And try to get him on infavorable matchups. And so this is the cat and mouse game you play in the playoffs, right? And I always say this, Shannon, you know it. Whatever your weakness is in the playoffs gets exposed in such a- Oh yeah. There is a predatory way in which teams, when they know what your their opponent's weakness is, they hunt it out every single time. Forcing you to do something different. Take that weakness off the floor- Scheme something different because th- we're going to attack it every single time.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, and that's when you see a little bit, and I'm not talking about the staff career or anybody on that level. That's when you see like certain guys who are filling the box score every single night, they're showing out. But then when they get into the postseason, they're completely shut down. So it's really interesting uh, to see how people evolve their game in that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Going to be super, super interesting. Um, Oh, uh, I meant to tell you, you mentioned the Hawks. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme the other day and it was like a side by side of Luca and Trey. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and it was after, you know, I mean, Luca's been shown out in the postseason. Mm-hmm. So it was after a big game one night and the caption was, don't try to act like this trade was unfair anymore. And like all this <laughs> shit. It was just so funny. I thought you would have loved it.
0: Well, it's great. I mean, look, looking at that, like again, as I've said in the past, try to tell Atlanta they made the bad choice by trading Luca for Trey. They'll say no, right? They made the conference finals last year. So, and Trey, Trey's shown that he's an elite offensive player. So they feel good about their pick. Dallas feels great about their pick as well. Luca, not only is this the first year he's advanced past the first round, he went all the way to the conference finals and could go to the NBA finals. Right? I mean, so everyone is happy with whom they selected in, in, in who they ended up with in this situation. But, Forever, because it's what our human brains like to do, we're going to compare them for the rest of their careers because that's just that's just what we do.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. You know how that's going to go. Um, last note on that uh, Heat-Celtics heat mm-hmm. mac- matchup. Uh, speaking of doubting the Heat, mm-hmm. nobody's throwing the coaching matchup into this. You have an extremely juggernaut in Eric Spostra, mm-hmm. and then you have Ime Yudoka, who – Again, not doubting him. He's done incredible things. Look how far they've come. Mm-hmm. But he's a first or second year head coach. First year
0: head coach, yeah. But Jenna, I think Ime Udoka is a brilliant X's and O's guy. I, yeah. I think, because you got to remember about, again, and spo has got the bona fides, right? He's got the championships. He's got the years of experience. He's got the playoff experience of how to make adjustments and all that. Ime's learning it on the fly. But Ime has spent many, many, many years as an assistant. Many years
1: true. He was in Brooklyn
0: in Brooklyn before that on the Greg Popovich tree, right before that on the seven. I mean, he has been everywhere. So he has learned from some of the great NBA head coaches. And again, you can see it in the way in which this team executes. They execute. Mm -hmm. It's not just, you know, rah, rah. And they got no, no, Mm -hmm. he draws up stuff and they execute. Uh, You saw their defensive strategy against Kevin Durant in round one. You saw, even though Giannis got his points, he was extremely inefficient in round two. Like, they have their strategies. And really, Kevin Durant and Giannis offensively are better than anybody on the Heat, right? I mean, as good as Jimmy Butler is, he ain't Kevin Durant offensively, right? So I, I think that, you know, there's going to be some things that, that the Heat, that the Celtics are going to be able to do to frustrate Jimmy Butler. And the question is, can there other guys Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, can these other guys who are kind of like, oh, nice stories, can they step up on this big stage? It'll be, it'll be interesting. It's gonna be a fascinating series, Jenna.
1: It definitely will be. I can't wait. I'm so excited. All right, let's skip over to the West. Because oh wait, we got to
0: make our predictions. I didn't even predict yet. Oh, we got to we do our predictions. Got to do our predictions. Uh, look again. The luck early in the series is already breaking Miami's way. Marcus Smart out game one. Al Horford health and safety protocols. So I, I think Miami will win tonight, as I already said in our gambling segment. Uh, I think this series goes the distance yet again. Seven games. But I'm going to give the edge. to You, you know what? I'm going to go six games. I say Boston Celtics in six. There you go. Celtics in six.
1: Okay. I'm going Miami in seven.
0: Mm, home court and advantage. this is
1: going to go long. I think the home court advantage plus Spo. And I think that I'm praying that Jimmy Butler has like LeBron James inside of him. He's going to carry this damn team through. So.
0: All right. I'm with you. Okay.
1: That's it. All right. Now, for real, let's Mm -hmm. skip over to the West and talk about the Suns and Maverick series. Because I mean, there is no other way to say it than the Suns shit the bed in game seven. I mean, this score is. Out of control, 123 to 90. The Suns never led, not once. And their two-star players in their backcourt, not there. Non-factors. I mean, uh, you come out of a Game 7, Booker dropped 11 points. He was 3 for 14 from the field. Not okay. Unacceptable. Chris Paul, 10 points, 4 assists. And we know how that goes. I mean, you could talk to Pat Beverly. He'll just Mm -hmm. put it nicely for (laughs) you. Actually, not nicely at all. Right. But – Let's talk about this Suns team. I mean, this. there's one thing about losing in a game seven at home, but Mm -hmm. then there's one thing about losing in a game seven at home and getting blown out. That was not okay on any level. I mean, they're the highest record in the league for what? Most of the season, actually, yeah, the whole season. And then you have your coach of the year. What happened? Just what happened?
0: Yeah, Jenna, you know, the, the 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 Suns picked the worst time ever to have their literally worst game of the season. They're by far worst. Worse. And I said this during the game, I said it after, and some things have come out to kind of highlight this. First of all, give credit to Dallas Mavericks. They're an excellent club, and I'm not taking anything away from them. They are not 40 points better than the Phoenix Suns, okay? Now, Monty Williams did not make adjustments the way that jason Kidd did and there's a way in which jenna when you win 64 games you can lull yourself into a false sense of security that well what we've done made us the best team in the league all season long and it's true right so why are we going to deviate from that in fact monty said after one of the games they lost in this series i think it was game three he said you know we don't want to get too crazy and start changing things up he's like you know We've been successful doing things this way. And that's kind of the gift and the curse of that, right, Jen? And we talk about it all the time. The regular season and the playoffs are different, okay? In the postseason, you need to have less rigidity and more flexibility as a coach in your game plan. You need to be married to whatever's going to get us the win. Not necessarily, well, this is my strategy and this is what we do, blah, 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 blah. And I think the Suns fell victim to that a little bit. The other thing is, is that clearly, Jenna, there is something going on internally uh, with the Suns. And we saw some stuff come out um, mm-hmm. in, in, in that in, after the game, you know, DeAndre Ayton only ended up playing 17 minutes. He took five yeah. shots. And there was an incident in the third quarter when he was being subbed out where the assistant coaches actually had to get between Monty Williams and DeAndre Ayton. Uh, and after the game, when Monty was asked, you know, why didn't, why did DeAndre only play, uh, you know, 17 minutes it's internal and you could tell he was pissed and didn't want to elaborate. No reporter in the room asked any follow-up questions. So we don't know what's happening. So that makes you think, okay, something went on between money and DeAndre. DeAndre didn't get his money to start the season, right? Oh,
1: and he was unhappy about what, that.
0: what, what, what was going on there? Okay. That's one thing, uh, Booker and Paul, were no shows in this game like and then it came out from uh the landscape's mark spears that paul uh was dealing with a hamstring injury or a quad injury excuse me like it's just but
1: you're not listed on the injury
0: report so there's there's all these things right and again internally what was something was going is going on there i imagine some stuff will come to light throughout as as this season ends but you know the Suns, the Suns got got some got some looking to do about what they're going to do next season because this is still the the bones of a good team and a team that should be in the NBA Finals. They're going to have to tweak some things. But again, credit to the Dallas Mavericks and you know they are marching on uh, Jenna to the Western Conference Finals. It, it, it should be a woo, should be a good one.
1: I mean, Luca, this is going to be the test to see you know the level that he can perform at this level. So it's going to be a good one. High level basketball as we get further and further into the playoffs, which is so exciting. So let's talk about the Western conference finals, Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. we have the warriors going back to their, their, what should I say? Their regular vacation spot. (laughs) And then you got these Mavericks Mm -hmm, going mm -hmm. up against, you know, the vets. Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. This should be interesting because, again, I don't doubt Luca whatsoever, but I also know not to play with fire when it comes to the Warriors. I mean, you have, you know, that uh, Mm decade-long squad Mm -hmm. Mm in Steph, uh, Draymond, Mm -hmm. Clay, and then, Mm -hmm. of course, the incredible role players, Gary Payton. Hopefully, he's well enough to play. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe not. And then you got um, Jordan Mm -hmm. Poole. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and they have a deeper bench as well. So, let's talk about this matchup here. I mean, is this... Because I see a lot of predictions about, you know, the Warriors are going to go in there and take care of business. Is it as easy as people are making it seem?
0: No, I don't think so at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, in terms of the knowledge and the ability and the championship know-how and all that, the Warriors have that in spades. The the Mavericks have none of it, literally none. Um, But what the Mavericks do have, Jenna, and I want to be clear, they have Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic... Right now, as of this current playoffs and this current season, particularly the second half of the season, is the best player in this series. Now, historically, Stephen Curry is better and he could have a better series. But as of today, right now, Luka Doncic is the better player. And when you have the best player in the series, you have a chance to win. Now, Luka, as we all know, as a teenager in the Euro League, Was winning MVP of Eurobasket, like dominating a league with grown men. The Euroleague, for those that don't know, is the second best basketball league in the world after the NBA. And as a teenager, he was dominating that league. We've watched Luca now on this stage. A teen. He, you can see, he doesn't get sped up. He moves at his own pace. He can control the game in a way that very few players can. It is close to LeBron-like okay, in his ability to manipulate the game, okay? And the way he
1: makes it look easy. I mean, after every yes. shot, he's laughing. Like, he's oh, literally, I mean, he like, was... watching a comedy.
0: And as the stakes rise, he gets better. Like, if the Mavericks don't win, it won't be because Luca is afraid of the moment. This, sta- this stage is not too big for him. I mean, you saw him. You said it in game seven. On the road in Phoenix, laughing after buckets. That's yeah. how, That's how. That's how he was doing. Um, and our, on a podcast once he said, "Oh, it's much easier to score thirty in the NBA than it is in the Euro League." And his point was, it's not it's not because the players in the Euro League are better. It's because in the Euro League they play far more physical and aggressive and like foul, whereas those players aren't allowed in the NBA. So that, that's the point he was making. Yeah. he's like, he's like, no, I, I, I get it. Like, I, I I can do this. And by the way, we we're seeing it. It's not like he's making it up. We are watching it. We've seen it happen. Um, the other area I'm going to go to here, Jenna, is the Warriors in their series against the Grizzlies, I and mean, really all playoffs long, but they've been fortunate to play against teams that, you know, aren't quite at the level to be able to take advantage of it. The Warriors turn the ball over like nobody's business. Yes. And the Dallas Mavericks defense is better than any of the defenses they face. It's better than the Grizzlies defense, and it's better than the Nuggets defense. And Jason Kidd, he has really figured something out and has a cerebral way in which he has defensive strategy in mind. Because remember, Jason Kidd is one of the great point guards of all time. So he's watching the flow of the game and analyzing it as a player and then coming Mm -hmm. to the board and saying, okay, here's what we got to do, right? And he's making adjustments on the fly. And look, again, this they got dogs on that team. Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock. Those, those are those are long rangey guys who can put that's gonna be guys that Steph and Clay don't want to deal with, right? And Jason Spencer
1: Dinwiddie's been shown Spencer's out, a what Dimwitty, there.
0: Jalen Brunson on the offensive end. Yeah. And they're going to do something defensively, I feel, to target Draymond, where they either ignore him completely and do something, right? They're, they're gonna because I think what Jason Kidd's gonna want to do is make Draymond a scorer. Because that's not what Draymond wants to do.
1: Right. No. Draymond,
0: Draymond wants to do dribble handoffs to staff, pass it around. Like, you know, I mean, in, in, in these playoffs, we've seen him catch the ball in the lane four feet from the basket. And instead of just throwing up a little quick floater to not no, he's throwing it back out to the three-point line. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, no, we're not letting you do that. We're going to force you to score and make, because that's not what he, again, the playoffs are about making your opponent uncomfortable, making them do things they don't want to do. The Warriors want to play a preferred style. Kids are be like, no, I don't want you to play that style. Now, on the Warriors side, all their constant motion and back cutting, that's going to be very different than what the Mavericks have faced all playoffs, okay? No team moves the way the the Warriors do. Steph Curry gives the ball up. He's relocating 17 times. Constant motion. Jordan Poole, this. It's just everybody racing all around the floor. So the Mavs will have to be disciplined on defense, and they're going to try to hunt Luca on defense, for Mm -hmm. sure. And... Jason Kidd, my last series, he called Luke out. He said, look, we need you to play on that end. Give me, when the screen comes, don't die on it. Give me two seconds and we'll be behind you, right? Luke has been battling, give it a little bit more than that, right? Taking on that challenge. Yeah. Is he ready to take on this next challenge? I think this series is going to be fascinating. And the people that think it's going to be a Warriors, walkthrough Warriors and four Warriors and five, like I, I don't see it.
1: I know because they have those games where they just completely... I don't know. It seems like they check out. Remember out of the Grizzlies series, they lost that game when they were like, whoop that trick or whatever the hell. Yeah,
0: they, were they, they lost by 50. Doing? And Jenna, also, yeah. there's another secret about the Warriors. They haven't played that well this postseason. As yeah. a team, they're not shooting well from three. I think as a team, they're shooting around 36%. What makes the Warriors, when they were champions, so elite was that Steph Curry was a 43% shooter from three on volume on like 12, 13, 14, 15, three a game. Now that when he's doing that, well, you ain't winning no games because the math, just, the math doesn't work. But when you're shooting 14, 15, threes a game like he is now and shooting 36%, that's different. 36% still good, but not 43% good. Right. And that, right. that difference matters. Again, margins are thin in the postseason when he's not elite, like 43 like otherworldly, you can beat this team and look the the Grizzlies could have won that series, right they, they could, those first two games in Memphis could have been two0 Memphis hundred oh, I mean, percent right so it, it, the, and, and game four they could have won that game it's it, it just all those games were there right're there for the taking um and even the game Six the Warriors won when they when they pulled away late Grizzlies were hanging. And again, that was without John Morant. So uh, this this should be an interesting tactical series from both coaches, Jason Kidd and, and Steve Kerr. What does Steve Kerr do? Does he say, all right, you know what? There's a weak spot here. Let's go to our pick and roll game, which he doesn't like to do. He wants to run that motion, everybody moving the ball, all that. We'll see.
1: We shall see. Again, another good one as we get down the stretch here. On our way to uh, the NBA Finals, so let's talk about one last thing here before we got to predict.
0: We got to (laughs) predict. We got to predict. We got to predict. Look, Warriors have the home court advantage. They have Steph. They have Clay. They have Dre. We we know about all that. I I just look. This could be one of those things where it's aligning perfectly. It's like ah, they get the young team that doesn't know any better. They're not really right for this. But the Mavericks team, while they're inexperienced in terms of being at this round they're filled with not 20 year olds like and, and as young as luca is 23 what well, we talked about his your old experience he's 23 but he's like he must as well be a vet right so i don't know jenna something's telling me and i you know i hate this cliche team of destiny bullshit you know i don't believe in any of that but <laughs> i'm gonna roll with mavericks and seven man I, I i like what i'm seeing from luca I just think you know, and I think Chasing Kid's going to have some wrinkles up his sleeve.
1: Okay, I'm going Warriors and seven. I think it's definitely going seven, but I am not going to go against the Warriors. I can't. I can't do it. Makes sense. Oh, Dexter's (laughs) up in here, all
0: complaining. (laughs) Warriors and six? What? Yeah, I think Dexter, like everybody else, is like you know, ah, Steph, Clay, Dre. They're just too good. Like, and that may end up being the case, but. Listen, there's something about this Mavericks team. I don't know, and again, that defense. I I think they're gonna find a way to shut off the the the, the Warriors' water. I know Dexter is shocked because he, he you know I I there's something about again it, it's it's as much as it is about how well the Mavericks are playing, it's also about how the Warriors, even though they've they won the first series in five and they beat the Grizzlies in six, they just haven't played that. <laughs> they haven't played that six. elite level level level. Of, of Warriors basketball. Like, everyone assumes because, oh, the last time we saw this team in this position, they won the title. It's like, hmm, that was three years ago. You know, they're a little bit older now. You know, like, uh, okay,
1: we'll see. We'll see. Oh, of course, uh Dexter and I are on the same page, per usual. Nothing what? changes.
0: What are you guys on the same page about?
1: About the Warriors. Oh, in well, this series. I mean,
0: he's saying, I want revenge for my Grizzly Cups going down. Now, look, I am fine. The vote is. Like, I am fine. Look, the Grizzlies did their thing. I'm, you know, they, they had an excellent season. They lost their best player. And yeah, look, I I, I think to Dexter's point, like, the Mavs can push it and the Warriors are not the same team. Like, again, everyone just assumes because the, because the main characters are the same, you're like, oh yeah, this is what it is. They're just going to go back and win it again. And I'm like, they're three years older than they were in in 2019. And by the way, they didn't win in 2019. Let's remember that. So, you know, (laughs)
1: Oh my God. The spice, the spice. (laughs) Oh, Oh, love you, Dexter. Okay. Let's talk about one last thing Mm -hmm. before we kick off the conference finals and we go scream at our own TVs. (laughs) Let's talk about the changing of the guard per se. Mm -hmm. Gerard, I know you feel strongly about this, how this new generation of players are coming and kind of, you know, bumping the elites out of the way and mm-hmm. kind of claiming the league as their own. And when I say that, I mean, the Jason Tatum's of the world, the Jalen Brown's, mm-hmm. I mean, John ja Morant's a tier under there. Luka so mm-hmm. Luka Doncic, of course, talk to me about the changing of the guard that you are saying is happening <laughs> right before our very eyes.
0: Well, you can see it, Jenna, right? Like, think about it. Uh, I was looking back at this five years ago. The players that made all NBA uh, uh, of the 15 players that made the three all NBA teams, only five of those players now have a shot of making any all NBA teams this year. Like that's a changing of the guard, right? Like, I mean, we are at a different place and this is no longer the league of LeBron James and Kevin Durant and that generation. Now, that doesn't mean that those players are trash and they can't be excellent. And if things don't break right, they can never win a championship again. It's just going to be extremely difficult. If you look back over the history of this league, Jenna, it is very rare that teams that depend on players in their mid-30s to lead them to big wins in championships are not that successful. It's been proven. Go go back and look. It's The history of this league tells us that. When you are in your mid-30s, it is highly unlikely you're going to lead a championship team. That's where, I mean, LeBron James is in his late 30s now. Kevin Durant approaching mid-30s. Steph Curry, mid-30s right now. Look, Steph could win a title that you can be like, oh, Gerard, see? All I'm saying is it becomes more difficult as time goes on. Yeah. And right now you're seeing Giannis Tentacupo, Nikola Jokic, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. Uh, this is, you mentioned John Morant, Trey Young, that next group that coming. Listen. This triple is j league. yeah i mean he's cheers below that but this is this is the league now right players in their mid-20s are the ones who start dominating right i mean Giannis, right joel Embiid, like the it's these guys it's their league now and mm-hmm. it happens to every generation right it was michael's league at one point and then it wasn't it was magic and larry's league at one point and it wasn't like it just this is the natural evolution you can't be at the top for a hundred years like You get old and young guys come up behind you and they are inspired by your greatness, right? All these guys now in their twenties, they watch LeBron and KD and they're like, oh, I'm going to, I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. said something funny the other day after the, the, the series with against the Warriors. he's like, oh man, man, I've been watching them win titles since I was little. And it's like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, like, (laughs) Yes. So these guys- We forget how long ago it was. Right. But, and, but you also forget how young these guys are when they come into the league, right? Yeah. So yeah, when they were in high school, the Warriors were winning titles, right? Like, well, now they're in the NBA. Same thing. There's that picture that went around, that, that, that's gone around about Jason Tatum with LeBron James. I'm sure you've seen it. When he's like nine or 10 or something. And it's like, yeah, you- And Brahms are already he's in the league at it. that point. Like, right? This is, this is the next evolution. So all I'm saying is, guys, witness what's happening. And as these players make these runs to the conference finals, like your Steph Curry is, and even though, and Jimmy Butler is, who's 32, like appreciate this because for them to get back here again, it's just, again, it's not promised, no guarantees. We, we don't know. Right. And again, this league younger, better, the, these kids are coming, man. And it's, it's a, just a fun time to be in the league right now and watch these young guys really try to take that crown. Cause that's what they're doing. Right. And the LeBron generation is doing their best to hold them off. But it's like a tidal wave, right? You can only, <laughs> can only hold it off for so long, right? Eventually it comes.
1: It is. The talent is there. And it's fun to see these guys, you know, grow and grow their game. I mean, to see what John Morant's going to do next season, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. geez. Yeah. But we're not there yet because not we got to finish this one. So no stick with us, guys. We are at the conference finals. Before you know it, we'll be crowning a champion. So stick with us every Tuesday. You guys know what's up.
0: As always, you know where to find us we're on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We are part of the Props Network. We are at Seven Footers Pod on Twitter, at Seven Footers Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at General Manselli. And, and until next time. Finish. Spent a couple years out here with these raps. Trying to have a plan that we may come true. Applied to some jobs, but I ain't here back. I don't want to trap. What's a man going to do? Chevy told me come through to the spot. Got a little kickback. Bring the whole crew. Right around 10 came dressed in the nines. You already know what we really finna do when we pull up on the scene. Pull up on the scene. Pull up on the scene.